Hi, Green Junkie. It's Stephanie Moram. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Amity Hook Sopko, the publisher and editor of Green Child Magazine. Her background includes sales, marketing, journalism, blogging, with the last 15 years focused entirely in the green living, natural parenting, and wellness sector. Amity has been featured as an expert throughout various media outlets, including Parents, New York Magazine, Huffington Post, She Knows, Care.com, Earth911, and has contributed to several books on positive parenting, green living, and natural birth. Before we jump in, head over to Instagram and TikTok and follow me at This is Stephanie Moram. And if you want to reduce your waste and learn to consume less in just five days, you can binge my complimentary audio series. You'll find the link in the description. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts. That way you will never miss a green living episode. Hello, Amity. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Hello. I'm so happy for you to have me. Thank you. Of course, of course. So let's jump in. I just want to preface that I've actually known Amity since about what, 2010 online. So this is going to be a fun conversation where we can chat about like sustainability and stuff like that. So I know when um, we were kind of preparing for this podcast, you had mentioned the 80-20 rule when it comes to sustainability and how that helped you actually live more green or more sustainable. So can you talk about that? What is the 20-80 rule and how does that apply to sustainability? Okay, sure. Um, so in um, in sustainability, it's it's actually taking the Pareto principle, which is that 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. Um, and so one way you can look at that in, as it, you know, refers to sustainability, like in your home is say your energy bills are usually, you know, kind of the biggest, um, like the biggest, like part of your budget that you want to work on. And so energy usually is consists of like our heating and air or water heaters, that type of thing. And so when you get, once you get maybe more insulation in your house, your windows under control, you can start to save, you know, you start to use less energy, which is better for the planet, better for your budget. So it's like, in that sense is like the kind of the traditional way of looking at 80-20. But there's another way that we can kind of flip it to where we can say that uh, 80% of doing something 80% of the time and sort of letting ourselves off the hook 20% of the time kind of leads to we're still getting really good results, but also we can kind of benefit from less stress of that. Right. So example would be somebody that is trying to live that low waste lifestyle and not beat themselves up if they forget their like fork. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. their usable fork, exactly. right? Like it's okay that if that small percent, well, the 20% of the time or even less, whatever it is, right? you forget to, you know, your fork or your mug or whatever it is, still get the coffee if you want to, right? If you choose, right. if it doesn't stress you out. And I think that's what you kind of hit the nail on is like the, like the stress, you know what I mean? A little bit that mm -hmm. if exactly. Yeah. So it's, it sort of became something that I needed to do in my life because 
I think it hit me one day. It's been several, it's been probably 15 years ago, maybe 12. <laughs> I don't know. We were at a birthday party and uh, for kid I love for a family that I love. And I realized I wasn't having any fun because all I could think about was the amount of trash being, there were balloons, there were, you know, all the paper, all the plastic, everything was just like so junky. And um, I just felt like it was really, it was really bothering me. And so I was like, in order for me to be happy and, and enjoy myself at this party, like I'm going to have to, there's going to have to be a balance. I'm going to have to like, you know, lower my expectations, even though I don't, even though I don't typically expect other people to, you know, have the same standards for certain things as I have. And I know that I don't live up to other people's standards on other things too. But it was like that day was when I started, you know, looking for a way to, um, I guess, just bring more balance in. And I started, I guess, paying attention to ways I learned about, um, there's a diet called the flexitarian or flexitarian lifestyle where um, just say someone really wants to be a vegetarian, but they love bacon. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> they go like, even it's 90, 10, it's 80, 20, it's something along those lines where 80% of the time they're eating, you know, a vegetarian diet. And then 20% of the time they let themselves eat meat. And so that is, is much better for your body, for the planet. And, you know, than just eating, eating certain types of meat anyway all the time. And it helps you reach your goal. It also helps you stay happier. You know, you're putting less stress on yourself and you're still getting to enjoy things that you like in life. And um, another example, my husband and I have a really good friend who is a personal trainer. And during the week he eats clean, he works out every day. Um, And then on the weekend, so like we've seen him a few times recently, you know, during football season, he drinks beer, he has a bourbon, he eats kind of whatever people bring to tailgating. Um, and he knows that like if it's Saturday, he knows that tomorrow he's going to eat better. And he knows all week he's going to eat clean. And it doesn't, you know, you can't, you can't do that. If you're, you know, allergic to dairy, you can't just go eat cheese <laughs> right? <laughs> four meals a week, you know, or something like that. But within reason, it's just, it's just a good way of you know, it's just a, it's a good way of letting yourself, giving yourself some grace and like still allowing yourself to uphold, you know, your principle, whether it's green living or zero waste or healthy eating, or, you know, even if it's like screen time with your kids there, you may want kids who, who never watch a screen and that's great, but there might be sometimes that it helps to like, let, you know, it helps, like it helps distract them or they need to calm down. They need to unwind or they just love some type of program or game or something. And so um, I just think that like 80, 20 or whatever balance that works for you is, you know, one way to just like kind of keep everybody happy <laughs> and um, allow yourself that balance. And I think it's also something like you said, you had that aha moment. I find in the green living space, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but this is kind of my experience is I was 150% in and there was like no room for like maneuvering. Like it was like, I had to be on all the time and I'm pretty still, I'm pretty intense still with my green living sustainability, like, but not as intense as I used to be. I'm probably more near like the 95 five rule or 90, 10, but I'm better than I was before. And 
this is an example I have just, this just happened on Sunday. So my kids do not drink like Coke or Pepsi or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And my son had, he's nine years old and he had a soccer party. And so they all got coupons. They could grab a bag of chips and a drink and they had bottled water, juice and like Coke and seven up and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh gosh, oh gosh, he's going (laughs) to ask. He's going to ask. And then they didn't have cheese pizza. And that's usually what my kids eat. We don't eat a lot of meat out of the house. It's usually just at home. I'm like, oh my gosh, they don't have cheese pizza. And so I went over to him and he's like, can I please just get the seven up? And I'm like, Jackson, can we get a juice instead? Can that be the, the medium? Like, can we do that? And he's like, and then I kind of didn't answer right away. Cause I saw the pizza come and he's like, there's only pepperoni. And then he just looked at me and he's like, can I just have some fun for once? Oh. I, was like, I was like, okay, first of all, you have lots of fun. Okay. <laughs> Being a little dramatic with like, can I have a little bit of fun? But then I kind of just sat there and I was like, yes, I really think soft drinks are a horrible, horrible. I, I really think they're horrible. They're just water and high fructose corn syrup. But in the grand grand scheme of things, he's going to have that one seven up sitting with his buddies with a piece of pizza and he was happy, right? Is he going to drink a seven up anytime soon? Am I going to buy it? Absolutely not. And they don't drink it at their friend's house. So it was like in that moment, I was like, okay, Stephanie, just leave them. Like stop stressing out. And you're right. It like, it can really ruin some of your fun. And I've had to do that as well. Like kind of let go. Like I, I was at this, I was at this exact same soccer party and it was all like nine to 18 year olds. And I'm looking around, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much waste. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, they're not composting. There's composting in this town. Why aren't they composting? Because we compost in our town. I'm like, why isn't there a compost bin? Why don't they use compostable plates? Like, that's all I thought about that. I was like, okay, Stephanie, you need to like stop thinking about these things. But it's just things that like take space in my mind. And I think for some people, it can be really detrimental and like dry them bananas. Me, it's just like the way my brain works. Um, But you're right. It can really stress some people out. Right. I I actually harm. Yeah. I think it can. And it takes you out of the moment. So then you're Mm -hmm. not enjoying the people around you because you're so distracted by the waste. And the thing is that waste, unfortunately, is going to be there whether you and your son were at the soccer party or not. And it was going to be there. (laughs) You know, it wasn't my fault for going to that birthday party and them having all that waste. If we had called off that day for some other reason, it all still would have happened. So there's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, like the serenity prayer about grant me the serenity to accept the things that I can't control and know the difference between what I can. Like, there's no reason for you or me or anyone listening to get stressed out over that plate and that, and, you know, and yeah, if your kid kind of goes haywire with sugar, then maybe it's a different conversation. I know uh, several years ago, I interviewed um, Sarah Snow. She's a green living expert when she was um, expecting her first daughter and her parents, her, her parents were the founders of, I believe it's Eden foods. Yep. And so they grew up on a farm in Michigan and 
you know, they always ate like farm food and they didn't have any, you know, they didn't have sugar. But um, so I was like, well, what was it like, you know, when you were a teenager or something and starting to make your own decisions and like, how will this inform how you parent? And she said that her parents like never gave them any rules when they went to friends' houses. But when they would come back, like they would come home and say like, oh, so-and-so's house, they have a big bowl of M&Ms and they had this and we ate this. And so then her mom would just say, okay, you know, that's nice, but just pay attention to how you feel. And then she might notice like, oh, my tummy hurts or, oh, my, you know, bowel movements are different or something along those lines that um, her parents were sort of able to, I mean, kind of give her that lesson without ever really lecturing her and, and allowing her moderation is what you can, what, you know, what feels good to you, what you can still manage about yourself within reasons. And, and just like with, you know, flexitarian and, and whatever, I don't think you should ever compromise any principles or faith or, you know, anything, and especially like food allergies, or it doesn't mean like you take, you know, insane risks 20% of the time either. Like you still, even our friend who, um, even our trainer friend on the weekends, it doesn't mean he like lays on the couch. He's a very active guy. (laughs) Like we're, he's probably doing yard work. We might all meet up and go paddle boarding somewhere. Like he's still, and the meals that he's probably having that I don't see him at, at the football party are probably still healthy meals, you know, but um, it's just to say that if everyone else is eating chips and dip and the kind of stuff you have at parties, he's eating it too. And he's having, he's enjoying himself and and like living life and probably not, you know, freaking out over the fact that people eat this food. So. No, I, I just in principle love this 80, 20. And I think, you know, in the sustainability world, so many people feel eco guilt. Um, yes. If anyone, I did a podcast episode called eco guilt. It's episode 27, if anyone wants to listen, but I think it's, it's a thing. I think people feel so guilty about the choices that they make and how that can impact the environment or how can it impact animals or how does it impact, you know, the planet and all that. And the 80, 20 rule just kind of is like, step back for a minute. We're not perfect. We're all doing this imperfectly and we're doing the best we can. Right. Right. And, you know, if someone feels great because like 100% of the time they're on their game when it comes to sustainability, good for you. But yes, I feel like the up. moment that like guilt sets in or the stress, that's when it's like to reevaluate, you know, why am I doing this if I'm going to like die of stress, right. <laughs> you know, like, and I just, when it comes to food, when it comes to your lifestyle, when it comes to sustainability, I think it's just so important to, you know, you want to stay healthy, right? So if you're constantly stressed out about all the stuff you're like saving the planet, but you're like literally killing yourself inside because of the stress, right? I don't think one is, I don't think you're any more advanced in that. So how has, you know, you doing the 80-20, do you just feel like more relaxed when you're out and about? Do you feel like less stress? Is there some stuff where it's like a non-negotiable? Like for me, I won't take a plastic water bottle. I just cannot bring myself. Right. I, I would have to be in the desert to take a plastic <laughs> water bottle. Like, and I always have mine. So it's never like an issue. Like that's my 
non-negotiable, but if I'm out with my kids and we're getting ice cream and I forgot a spoon, I'm like, okay, get a spoon. We'll bring it back and, and wash it kind of thing. And we'll just use it another time or we'll donate it. Or if we're having a party, we'll use the the plastic spoon kind of thing. Is there anything that you're like a non-negotiable when it comes to say like the green space, but other stuff you're like, no, like if I go out and I forget this or I do this, it's just, it is what it is. And that's the way I'm living my life. Right. Um, I feel you on water bottles. I'm pretty close to non-negotiable on water bottles and I'm pretty close to it on styrofoam. Occasionally there's like a place that just won't let you, you know, fill up your Mm -hmm. water or tea or something with their, um, with your own drink. And so that still causes me a lot. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I, I, I really want some tea with it. Like I really want sweet tea. And so I'm, you know, this is, I guess the choice I'm going to make, um, especially if we're like traveling and I can't get home to make my own tea or something. But, um, so yeah, there's that. Um, there's also like, we, this was, this was maybe within the last 10 or 12 years, we just decided that any like wooden furniture we were going to get for our home was going to be, you know, consignment or estate sale or we have cats. So, you know, you kind of can't do that with like sofas. If somebody else had a pet, like, you know, cat, the territorial animals, and then I'm not going to use a a used mattress. It's fine. If you, if other people want to use a mattress, it's great and good, but that's just not something I'm willing to do. But so like, yeah, all of the wooden furniture that, you know, we buy, we're just like, it's, it's fine to be used. And then in some cases, like, well, it's usually, it's almost always cheaper. And then we got this amazing uh, dining room table from a woman who uh, used to, she was a real estate broker for horse farms. And she, she told us that it was from Ethan Allen back when Ethan Allen was good. <laughs> so, whatever that means, but it also, <laughs> that also takes the stress out because this table, we've already had it at least 10 years, maybe longer. Um, it's a beautiful dining room table, but it already had some like nicks and scratches in it, you know, from being used. So that takes my stress away from like the first time a kid was going to slam down a cup or, or something on it or somebody at a dinner, you know? And so, um, so yeah, it's just, I do feel a lot more free, um, in my life. And uh, I feel like I am, I guess the other benefit is that by sort of giving this grace to myself, I'm able to give it more to other people and I feel less judgmental. And then I feel like I'm happier where I am when I'm around other people. Like tonight I'm, uh, I'll be working the concession stand at my son's fall baseball game. (laughs) And in the past I have been like, how do people eat (laughs) French fries covered with this congealed cheese, like this cheese is in a vat and it came out of a can. And also like, I want to be like, should we have young teas on site in case someone has a heart attack when they eat this? And so now I'll just be like, I hope I'm not the one who has to serve that. Like, can I be in charge of peanuts and (laughs) but there will be bottles of water and I'll just have, like, I'll just be like, this is what it is. And like I said, this is, this is what it'll be Thursday night's game when I am not in here working it. And so I can't control, it'll be what it is, you know, two years from now, my son is no longer playing high school baseball. And so, um, yeah, so I think, I think that like freedom and that, honestly, that little less 
being judgmental toward myself and toward others uh, feels feels pretty good and probably goes a long way toward my quality of life. And I feel like in some of these situations, you know, not in necessarily about what you're talking about, specifically the example you gave about baseball, but these are also opportunities for us to help impact and make change, right? right. Like at the end of that party, I was like, how can I volunteer next year to maybe help them create less waste at, mm-hmm. at this party? Is there a way that I could donate extra money so they get compostable plates and cutlery and make sure the compost bin is there, ready available for them to put the pizza boxes and all the, you know, the the cutlery that's all compostable. Like right. I thought about that after. So I'm like, yes, I looked at that going, oh my gosh, that's a lot of waste. And mm-hmm. we're a small town. I can't imagine what the rest of Quebec looks like <laughs> at these right. events. But it's again stepping back and go, okay, it is what it is. Like we said, that party was going to happen whether I was there or not. But how can maybe next year be different? Is there a way that I can maybe lower waste, like volunteer my time and maybe donate a little bit of extra money because the organization maybe can't afford to get compostable plates, but Hey, can I, can I buy them for you? Can I volunteer to buy you plates? And then, so next year, and then make sure that compost bin is, is available. But then there's other situations where you just don't necessarily have any control. And like the baseball is going to happen, whether you're there or not. Right. And someone else is going to sell the plastic water bottles. You know what I mean? So this also opens up, I feel like it gets like the hamster moving sometimes in our brains of like, okay, this just happened, but maybe we can impact it, have an impact in a positive way. Like if we're at a party and it's our friend's party and there's tons of waste, like obviously not at the party. Hey, did you know that like you could compost, like (laughs) just like, P.S. Everybody, that's like not the time to bring up that stuff. Right. That mom I've has done been it. That party for a month, and yeah, no, no. Let's do it like six months later or something. Right. But it could just be, hey, I noticed that at your party there was a lot of plastic cups. Hey, I happen to have like forty stainless steel cups. Can I bring them and I'll take them home and wash them for you? You know what I mean? Like right. yes. this is just like a random example. Or hey, um, I happen to have you know a package of compostable plates at my house. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, can I bring them to your party and I can I can help out, you know, if they're open to that, right? Some people might just not be open to that and then you just, you don't bring it up. But I feel like these opportunities can also be, these opportunities can be opportunities for us as sustainability advocates, as green living advocates to make some change as well. I think so too. I'm glad you said that because I guess, especially now as, it's a little more forefront in people's mind and reusable is a little more of a, of a thing than, you know, back when my kids started baseball and I was the mom with orange slices and, <laughs> um, and it was the only one who didn't bring, like, I can remember one time uh, my son opening some type of fruit roll up thing. And he, he could not distinguish the food part from the plastic like there was like a plastic thing that stuck to the fruit whatever and he didn't know which part and I was like you know what if you can't tell which part is food we probably shouldn't eat that but um um but so it's been a it honestly it's been a while since I sort of like tried to be that mom who's like hey what if we did this instead um because I think I you know it's been that was long ago and 
and maybe people weren't receptive then. So I just kind of got into this mindset of this is how it is. Put your blinders on. This is how it's going to be. And so, yeah, I'm glad you said that because it, it sort of reminds me like, you know, what if, what if, what if I can still bring up some more, you know, alternatives and um, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, like I said, there's a time and a place obviously for everything, yes. but it's, you know, volunteering at, at these events where you speak to the organizer and say, Hey, can I help with this? You know, can I offer my time to do this? Because you don't want it to make it complicated for people. Right. You don't want them to have to like overthink um, too much. So that was kind of me, you know, at my party going, okay, how can the soccer is going to start in April? How can I be part of like this committee? Like weasel my way in. Yes. (laughs) I'd be like, Hey, (laughs) I wanted to know if, and you know, and you were also talking about the food and, Another great example is like, we don't, we don't eat like popsicles, like freezies or anything like we do, but they're more like either homemade or they're organic or whatever. And one of the moms brought freezies, you know, to not every game, but like a lot of the games, the kids would have like a, like a small freezie and Jackson was eating one and my husband's standing there and he's like trying not to make eye contact. (laughs) He's like, and I was just like, it is like, Again, it is what it is. It's a small freezy. And, you know, I like how you mentioned Sarah Snow, where it was like the parents had those conversations with their kids, you know, whether it's about how like food you're eating or sustainability, it's, you know, so I would say to Jackson, I'm like, listen to your body. When you've had too much of the freezy, you stop, you know, mm-hmm. and they know these are things that we don't buy at home, but they can have outside of the house. Yes. And I think that's also important as well. Like when you mentioned that, like, we can't be perfect all the time. And if we try right. to, like, we're going to have, like, I'm going to have kids that as soon as they leave the house, they're going <laughs> to stuff their face with like 15 Kit Kats. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, or like take the all thing. the plastic yeah. bags. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, it's, um, yeah, it's just like any parent who's been, who's been restrictive on anything. And then that's the first thing their kid wants to do, whether, you know, whatever it is. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so I, guilty of that. Like I, when my kids were young, like, I mean, they're still nine and 12, but when they were really little, I was like so mm-hmm. restricted. And I would say like the last couple of years, my daughter's like, oh, what happened? I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to help you guys navigate food, you know, like I'm trying to help you navigate, you know, caring for the planet, you know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to help you navigate these things. And if I am so restricted with you, you're going to hate it when you're older. And I don't want you to hate it. I don't want right. you to to eat like Kit Kats for lunch, breakfast, dinner, you know, and like sugar all the time. So I'm going to have to, we're going to have to come with a compromise of what does that look like? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there are just so many ways you can apply. I guess we have talked a lot about food and, um, but I, I, I know I have um, one friend who is pretty hardcore, zero waste, or especially at home, they travel a lot. And so they do their best when they're traveling. Um, but she was really impacted by uh, Anne, zero waste chefs, that quote she had about, yep. we don't need um, a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. And so I know that she told me after that, she's like, 
you know, one day I really kind of went nuts in the grocery store because I wanted chicken, but I forgot my own containers and I couldn't buy the styrofoam and I was, I had to have it for a party or, you know, something. And so it was like, a are you talking girl. about me? Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> Her Just name's kidding. Allie, but, um, <laughs> but, um, and so I was like, okay, yeah. So it's, it's not the end of the world that the one day, you know, she had to buy that, but it really, if it frees you up, but again, like you said, if you're hundred percent happy being hundred percent zero waste, then go on with yourself, like keep it up. Mm-hmm. But if there is a time that happens that you're going to create so much more stress in your life, it's, it's not worth it. Um, we, we canceled our Amazon prime membership and I sort of like made that, you know, like my battle cry or something at some point. And then my kids, um, you know, there's like this Lord of the Rings, um, show I've watched a little bit of it, but they wanted to see it. And they were like, we need Amazon prime. And I'm like, Oh God, like I've been such a, you know, such a judgy person about not having this anymore. And I also don't want to teach my kids to like, you know, steal someone else's password or not steal, but whatever, <laughs> yeah. borrow, whatever it is. And so I was like, okay, so we'll renew Amazon Prime for a month or two, however long this eight episode show lasts. And it's not the end of the world. Like I am also, I'm not just supporting a billionaire who seems to be a jerk. I'm also supporting <laughs> other people who make a living through there and, you know, and so, I mean, that is one thing, like if you love, if you love your Amazon prime, but you realize like it's, it's enabling you to buy like cheaper products and, you know, a truck is coming to your house every day and you end up with that plastic <laughs> thing that is not recyclable, I believe um, inside, then like you, you can also do that. Like you could 12 months out or 10 months out of the year, you can cancel it and you can get it in one month for this and like. November for your holiday stuff and just shop to your heart's content. So, um, you know, there are just other ways of that, that a rule like that can kind of help you still do some of the things that you want, even though you may not think they're the greatest things to do. Um, but I, I think I also kind of use that in my closet. Like I really do my best to buy. There's a great consignment store near me. And so I like buy all my dresses. There's no sense in buying a, like a brand new dress because most people wear it once and then they show up on Instagram in it and they're like, mm, get rid of this. <laughs> so, so you find like the most amazing clothes in consignment, but every now and then you need this certain thing or this certain pair of shoes. And am I going to go like hope it's at consignment? No, I'm probably going to go to the store that I know is going to have it and save myself time by buying it new. So. Yeah. And I, and I think we just all have to do the best that we can. Right. You know, yeah. I am not an Amazon fan, like negative 500 yeah. <laughs> buy from Amazon, but my husband does. He gets stuff from Amazon. Yeah. He knows how I feel about Amazon. He knows <laughs> I dislike Amazon. I've done videos, of how much I hate Amazon. <laughs> but I can't control what he does. And I right. just, that's not a battle I'm willing to fight, you know, and he's doing the best he can to not order from Amazon all the time. You know, like I'll be like, Oh, can we get it somewhere else? If he says like, Oh, I want to buy this or I want to get this. I'm like, Oh, there's another website we can get it from. You know, I, I I, I could order it right now or Hey, we can go to the store and buy it. You don't have to order it. So it's doing those little things. But at the end of the day, like he wants to order from Amazon. I can't be like, no, we're not allowed to order from Amazon. Like he's right. allowed to, if he wants. And he always asks me, do you need anything from Amazon? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> the answer will always be no. 
The answer is always no. (laughs) (laughs) I will find it somewhere else, but that's just me personally, just my, my issue with Amazon. But I think it's again, like applies kind of the, that 80, 20 rule where it's like, my husband does really, really well in like the sustainability space with, you know, trying to, to catch up to what I do and he does a good job. You know, he, Mm -hmm. when he buys clothing, you know, always looking for the ethical options, always looking for the organic cotton, um, doesn't go to like a traditional store to, to buy his clothing, you know, or, um, he wants new running shoes. I'm like, all birds, all birds. Yeah. (laughs) And he wasn't sure about them at first. And so he bought, you know, regular running shoes. And then he saw a pair of all birds that he loves. He's like, I need a second pair because I'm running so much. I'm like, all birds, all birds. He's like, I'll try them now. Mm -hmm. So then he can see, oh yeah, these sustainable ones, actually do work just as well. So total tangent there, but I just think this 80, 20 rule is just, it's such a big topic and an important topic because I think we get so lost and it has to be perfect. Like we have to have our reasonable this all the time. We have to buy organic food hundred percent of the time. We can't buy chip bags. We can't like, we can't do any Mm -hmm. of that because we're killing the planet when if we would all just do a little bit of, reducing our waste and living sustainably, we'd probably be better off. Right. In a, yeah. In a way, like go back to like the original, like Pareto principle, really, if we yeah. had um, uh, 20% of the people like doing, doing it, then it would, it would even be so much bigger than it is. And even if like, like zero way chef and says, if everybody was doing it just so imperfectly, um, just trying to shop bulk and, you know, some of the steps and just avoiding the plastic water bottles, it would make such a huge difference. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you so much for being on. This has been a really great conversation. It's been really fun because it wasn't just a hundred percent centered around sustainability. It was kind of, you know, a conversation about like life and, you know, doing the best we can with like what we're given. And so it's been a great conversation and I, I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with me. Oh, I love what you do. And I love how well you connect with people you're just so relatable and so fun and and sweet and I know you take things very seriously but you don't really come across as preachy and it's so nice it's really refreshing yeah you didn't know me when I first started living green (laughs) (laughs) no I know it must be something about getting older and we're both kind of mellowing out a little bit because I used to be a little high strung too (laughs) yeah I was like super high strung like before we had kids my husband's like uh okay um this is intense (laughs) <laughs> so I, I I can't buy that because there's plastic on. I'm like, no, no, I can't. No, no, I can't. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. That's so kind of you to say. Thank you. Of course. Um, and I just it was just a great conversation. So thank you for that. Yeah. For more sustainability living inspirations, I mentioned before episode 27, Eco Guilt. Just drop it. You can check that out. And I did a great other interview called slow and easy living with emily you can check that out as well it's episode 41 uh, please share this episode with your friends your co-workers mom dad uncles cousins seriously anybody you think would enjoy this conversation or any other episode um, that i do have on the green junkie you can stay connected with me on instagram and tiktok at this is stephanie mara and don't forget to subscribe to the green junkie podcast on your favorite platform and amity i would love for you to share where people can find you on social media. Okay. Um, so our website is greenchildmagazine.com and all of our social handles are greenchildmag or at greenchildmag. 
and um, we have a little bit of everything, a lot of parenting content, some green living. We have these amazing um, guided meditation scripts that parents really love. I think there were almost up to 50 of them. They're written by um, a meditation and yoga expert, Melissa Dormoy, who um, she just does an awesome job and you can read these scripts. They're like, it might be like a breathing exercise or like a fun adventure you can kind of guide your child on. They work really great at like nap time or bedtime. We get a lot of parents who tell us my kid was asleep before I even like counted down from five or um, how their kids um, love these certain, um, you know, stories like guided imagery. So um, if you have small kids, I definitely recommend that you um, find those. They're, they're all over our website. Perfect. Thank you. And you yeah. can download my complimentary audio series. Everything we've talked about on the, in this podcast episode will be linked in the description. So thank you for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Green Junkie.